Hey, it's Delvin. You might know me as the Dark Web from the Longbox Crusade. Yeah, let me tell you a little bit about what you're going to be listening to. This has come out to play. It's a New Warriors podcast based on the 1990s series, The New Warriors. The New Warriors ran 75 issues. And Jared, you might know him as Death Probe, possibly the yard sale artist. Jared and I are covering all 75 of these issues and we're doing it on YouTube channel. Since we have an awesome DJ and Pat Sampson, AKA DJ Cristados, he's gonna take these and he's gonna strip the audio from the YouTube recordings that we do every second Tuesday of the month, by the way, if you wanna listen there. He's gonna take those recordings and he's gonna just give you the audio recording. So if you're a little bit busy, like most people are from time to time, you have an extra opportunity to be able to just listen to the audio. So a little bit of a warning. It's going to be a little bit rough as, you know, some of the things are going to be comments and stuff that happen right in that moment. But you still get to listen to some New Warriors goodness. Have fun. And remember, New Warriors come out to play. Play, a New Warriors podcast, is streamed live in front of an internet audience. You can join in on the live stream and chat every second Tuesday of the month on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Just search for and follow Longbox Crusade. Mm, we are live. I'm going to go ahead. You hit. know what? Ooh. Oh, you already put the thing up there. And you know what? Like, since I, we can get into it, but we should probably get this show on the road. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like, so maybe you could get some sleep. So without any further ado, Jared, if you if you would, please. Oh, sorry. Slacking off here. It's okay. <laughs> That's why I got handy. <laughs> They kind of sounded more royal somehow, <laughs> <laughs> like a vizier. That's why I got handy. I, I don't have the energy for anything extra tonight. Sorry, everyone. It, it's okay. New warriors come out to play. <laughs> and and it's an Auburn mug, so bonus points. Mm. Ah, hello, everyone. Welcome to Come Out to Play, a New Warriors podcast. I'm Delvin, aka the Dark Web. And in case you're new to the show, welcome. Come play with us as we talk about Marvel Comics, the new Warriors. <laughs> Let me introduce my Warriors in arms, my compadre, the, the Nova to my Knack Thrasher, the man who is just barely holding on for dear, dear life. <laughs> it is Jared Albrecht, a.k.a. Death Probe. Oh, hey, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was doctor's appointments today. Jared's got strep throat, but I've got my meds going. I'm feeling better. My kids got strep throat. It's a, it's a whole thing, man. But hey, you know what? We're here to talk to new warriors. And since it's my request, my responsibility to ask Delvin a question at the beginning of every episode, I actually have a set of rapid fire questions for you today. I'll do my best. And here we go. Uh, Betty or Veronica? Ooh, Betty. That's correct. Elvis or the Beatles? Uh, Elvis. Spider-Man or Superman? Definitely Spidey. Connery or more? 
Connery. And uh, who's the undisputed SEC basketball regular season champion? Carry the one. That's Auburn. That'd be Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, come out to play a division of the AU Wishbone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm John Ringer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, indeed. And well, Jared already mentioned that he had strep throat, and mm-hmm. you know me. Being the caring, responsible friend, you know, I like I gave him a choice, and it's like either get your ass on the show or get out. Yeah, <laughs> it was very um, uh, Ebenezer Scrooge, I would say. Here I am. I barely hold. Dom's gonna have to hold up the peppy tonight. We got Tony Pennington in the chat. Welcome, Tony. It's always good to see you. Heck yeah, welcome, Tony and uh, Kathy. Welcome, Kathy. Welcome MVP. Like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep a more brisk pace. And so in that case, thank you for those questions, Jared. The rapid fire. <laughs> Let everyone know listening and to the eventual podcast this will become come out to play as a chronicling of the 1990 series, The New Warriors. The first volume of New Warriors ran 75 issues. Jared and I will cover. All of this first volume, as I rediscover my love for the series, help Jared find his, and we share our love and joy with the listening audience. So grab your skateboards and your helmets. It is time to play. The issue we'll be covering today is New Warriors issue 13. Cover credits go to Mark Bagley and Larry Malstead. Well, let me put the cover up for our viewers and then describe it for our listeners. What's up, that boy? Bot boy, excuse me. Bot boy versus. <laughs> like they came out swinging at me today. All right. All right. <laughs> Linkovich, hello. Hey. So uh, there's your cover for those of you who are watching us. If you're listening to the podcast, it's a very exciting, very colorful cover. It's basically a swollen sphinx, a giant sphinx, a rather large sphinx, and she's taking on man all kinds of people i see havoc magneto cannonball firestar cyclops the beast juggernaut marvel man and nova all attacking and it says the awesome conclusion fury of the phoenix and that phoenix costume is still looking a plus by me sphinx my friend fear of the sphinx what i say you said phoenix oh <laughs> just getting my voice i'm not doing good today folks you're gonna have- <laughs> a lot of slack. I'm on medications. All right. It's the Sphinx. I'm sorry. The Sphinx. The Sphinx. <laughs> it is okay. And uh, Moss family, Michelle and Aaron. Hello. hello. Hey, um, and I could talk a little bit about the cover. I always like when usually it's teams. Usually, like every so often, like Spider Man fought like uh, the Tri Sentinels at one point. But mm-hmm. usually you'll get like, the teams who fight like the really big foe. And I always like it like because like the cover of it always turns out to be something like this, where like you have to do the size comparison and it, it usually comes across pretty cool. And of course it's Bagley. So, you know, ba- Bagley's got everything under wraps and under control, but I like how the Sphinx looks like, womanly powerful you know what i'm saying biceps like proportionate mm-hmm. like it like it was like it was a just take i have no idea how tall the sphinx is uh normal size but let's just say a you know five eight five nine woman and like she just elevated her size but like kept the proportions in that very well proportioned a uh, very well-drawn woman with of course just the bevy of the egyptian uh, egyptianized characters mm-hmm. evolved around it i like it i think it's a good cover 
Yeah, it, it's impressive. It's it's colorful and it's energetic and uh, yeah, looks great. I mean, Bagley and Malset haven't let us down. And thankfully, they're not gonna. There's not <laughs> many. There there is there's one nitpick I'm gonna have in the book. Um, and but other than that. Like, I mean, for me to even find a nitpick is almost like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're really, really good. Uh, but like this cover is just yet another example to like to where like you almost have to start grading these things on a curve. Mm. Like, because if if I could home around and be like, oh, man, yeah, this is a 10 and the next cover is a 10 and this is a 10 too. Like you have to start by grading it almost on the Bagley Malstead scale yeah. of what their covers are. So yeah, yeah, that's understandable. I don't think we've ever had anything lower than an eight, maybe a seven. Yeah, <laughs> and chances are, like you're you're not gonna really find much because, like, one of the things that Bagley is good at is he can draw art of a high quality very quickly, and mm-hmm. that's something that a lot of the good artists can do, like a Salvi Shema, John Romita Jr. I know I'm missing out. I think Herb Trimpey was Herb Trimpey, yep. Yeah, that you could, that they could put out good art at a fast clip, and like, and even this, this one looks like he had time on it, and it shines. Let's rate it. So, here on Come Out to Play, we rate things on a scale of one to ten nightsticks. I prefer Trunkians. <laughs> Jared prefers Trunkians. I went with Nightsticks to appease the Hoi Polloi. And uh, yeah, what would you rate it, Jared? Mm, I, I think I'm going to give this one. Oof. I'm going to give it a solid eight. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Uh, only reason I don't max out the 10 is, um, you know, it's, it's almost more, I feel like more like an X-Men cover than a New Warriors cover in a way. Um, but uh, it's it's still artistically really, really great. So I think I'm only really knocking it for two points for really content. The artistic mm-hmm. talent is absolutely still there, so no complaints there. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm at an eight as well. I think it is a very good cover. I think I would buy it if, you know, you had that extra buck laying around in the early 90s and you went to the comic book shop and saw it. You're just like, ooh. Who are these new warriors? Like, wow, this is kind of cool. Like, which one? Which ones are the warriors? I recognize some of the X Men. Who are these other people? So, yeah, I think that it's an eight cover. Um, Tony Pennington says that covers a nine. No wasted space and captures the action well. That's fair. That's fair. Absolutely fair. <laughs> I wouldn't fight him on that. Absolutely fair. Yeah, I wouldn't fight him on it either. I think it is a very, very good cover. In fact, I almost said the something something Joe November eight point five is really kind of where I was at, but. Yeah, no, I wouldn't fight him on nine. No way. Yeah, absolutely not. Jared, you want me to read the cover credits or you got well, it? Let's see here. Let me change the banner appropriately. Whoop. All right. The creator. I'll, I'll do it. Okay. All right. Um, here are your creator credits for this issue. New Warriors 13. It's on sale date was May 28th, 1991. It's cover dated July of 1991. Cover price is $1. That's four shiny quarters. Story is by Fabian Nicieza. Pencils by Mark Bagley. Inks by Larry Malstead. Colors by Andy Yankis. Letters by Joe Rosen. And is edited by Danny Fingeroth. And we get all that info from Mike's Amazing World. So check them out if you need comic book answers to your comic book questions. And I'll tell you what, man. Like, you know, I have to do the script every time. And so far in the art team, it's like, double check. Double check. Oh, oh, exact same team. <laughs> 
Right. Yeah, it's not and, like later Marvel where they put their A plus talent on it for four issues, and then it's like, oh. okay, now it's written by Jared Albrick. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote this. Remember that? It's it's written by. Yep, we suck at you into picking up another few <laughs> issues, thinking it was the creative team. Like, oh, ah! Freaking Marvel's comics! <laughs> I am looking at you, Moon Knight, from about 2006. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are others, but yes. <laughs> Rather than lament on that, I will do like I said, keep it on a fast clip today. And I will hit y'all with the synopsis. The title of this book is A World for the Winning. The entire world is in a battle against the Sphinx's forces. But as most insanely large battles against insanely large foes go, although there were some cool moments like the Hulk literally being punched to another state, the main battle occurred with the original Core Four New Warriors, coercing the Sphinx to revert the world back to its regular state. Or else we would have had to witness a superhero break the neck of a cat, and no one really wanted to see that, right? <laughs> Meow. So, discussion time. <laughs> oh, I have thoughts. Go for it. Uh, should I start with pages? Why not? Please do. Why not? My first page will be the first page. Why did I pick it? It's awesome. It's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Bagley and Malstead going, hey, look. We can draw everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Look at that. That's like George Perez levels of cramming characters in. Definitely the the eye kind of draws to Nova as it should and Hulk and Marvel Man. Just an all well, just all round, well laid out cover. That's what I'm trying to say. Or not cover, but first page. I'll get it together. I'm off tonight, folks. I'll get it together. It's okay. Don't worry. I got you. You know, I would start singing Lean on Me, but, you know, it's going to go on YouTube. Uh, but, yeah, absolutely good start. And it, even though they had uh, Magneto as the Earthsats narrator during the book, this was a good way to draw you in and let you know exactly what this book was going to be all about. Because anytime you see all of those foes, or excuse me, all those characters, you know, getting together, congregating to attack something. It's like, okay, this is some foe that was worth really, 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 really paying attention. Yes, indeed. And you can tell they had a lot of fun with some of the, the alternate, air quote, alternate designs for this alternate reality. Uh, Abomination kind of looks the same, but like, I really like the fact that they were like, I think, I think that Bagley was like, you know what rogue I like is 80s rogue. And gosh, dang it, I'm bringing 80s rogue yeah. back. You, you look at her just under abomination, it's like, yeah, that's oh, 80s yeah. rogue. Yeah, yeah. She kind of has like the onesie going on. The, cool. the, the white mohawk into the hair. Like, yeah. Very cool. So nice. let's get into something of substance, hopefully, and see what I pick next. Okay. Uh, Night Thrashers sort of coming out in this three-story arc. Now, for those of you who may have just joined us, welcome. And Night Thrasher is younger in this story arc, whereas Marvel Boy, Marvel Man, Firestar, Nova, they're all of the same age as they would be in regular continuity, you know, probably mid-20s. Um, Night Thrasher was more of a teenager, so this is sort of his trying out being a hero thing, and and I like the way that he kind of has to talk himself up for it. I mean, it's, you know, being, a, being military trained guys, I think Delvin and I could both you know, agree that, and also martial arts train that like training to hit a guy with a stick 
<laughs> and then actually hitting the guy, guy with a stick. stick. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'll tell anybody who listen. I've told people who've taken my martial arts classes, I don't want to hit anybody. And in many cases, I'd rather take a butt woman than hurt somebody. But so I like that they really kind of captured that essence. I mean, especially as a teenager, that would be hard. And I think they did well on that. Yep. I agree with the lack of confidence that he had, where he had to talk himself up into doing some crazy and extraordinary things that ended with this teenager going one-on-one for a short time with the Sphinx was totally not fair. The one complaint that I had about the artwork was like, I, I, I don't know. You tell me, like it, could you like say you had to draw me now Mm. as a 44 year old man. Mm -hmm. And the, I mean, and you, or you had to draw me when you first met me, like mm. when I was 19 years old. Like what, there's no beard. <laughs> <laughs> See? And, and the thing is, with, with Night Thrasher, you could tell it like that Bagley did try and make him a little younger, but he still looked he still looks in his 20s. into his body. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like the issue before, he, he was playing younger. with toys with mm-hmm. Frank Franklin Richards. And so I'm like, man. I can understand he was under some trauma from or grief, but I didn't think that aged you several years. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe like you get like some lines around your face, but you don't get like muscles. <laughs> yeah, trauma, trauma. Yeah, definitely agree with you on that. And I gotta give it up to the folks in the chat who have been with our network so long; they're carrying our own in jokes. Does Kathleen X wait? Did he actually say that he read the issue? <laughs> to which the boss has said, "True story." <laughs> I, I'm so out of sorts. I forgot to say I didn't read it tonight <laughs> it, it's okay like it's only two of us it usually works better with three or more yeah it's like you could have two with a really serious discussion and you're like add it yeah I didn't read it so, and we missed a pretty funny comment by tony as well who said i take comfort that hulk will always have purple pants no matter the dimension or reality <laughs> it's an egyptian purple tony it's an egyptian <laughs> well woven cotton I will never forget reading a, a comic, one of the Hulk comics from the 70s. You know, I had a huge comic collection of the Hulk, and I won't get into the sad story of what happened there, but I was reading this one, and he was like, I'm done with it. I am done with being the Hulk. I will never be the Hulk again. And the first thing he did after he made that decision was buy a pair of purple pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, Bruce. It's like old habits die hard. We got a new person, I believe, Jerry B. What up, Jerry B? Welcome, Jerry. And he was just saying this story in this world has so much more potential. Hate that Marvel has tried to distance it from the Warriors. Um, I don't know if, like, you can tell me in the comments because I don't know if they ever, I know later on in like, New sorry, Warriors. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. I, I, I know how to tap dance well enough. This isn't the last time we see the Sphinx. The Sphinx. I wouldn't um, think so. Not the way this ended. No, uh, it's not. But I don't know whether or not they introduced uh, this version of the Marvel Universe anywhere else in the Marvel Universe other than the New Warriors. So to anyone in the comments, if that's the case, please educate us and let us know because uh, I'm definitely a little bit fuzzy on that. Uh, and we got Scott uh, who says when you're Hulk size, you have the special order selection is limited. <laughs> that reminds me of one time I went to the men's warehouse and I saw a pair of pants, Jared. Mm. They were 60 by 30. 
which meant whomever wore those were twice as big wide as they were long. <laughs> and I was just like, I just want to know who's coming up in the men's warehouse like, mm. oh, Mr. Fisk, good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Danny DeVito. Welcome. <laughs> Takes all kinds. It's all right. <laughs> Next page, sir. Next page. I'm glad you said something because I got two that are ah, out of order, but this is correct. Okay, so this is the point in the show where big time New Warriors fans might start not liking me. Um, because there's a few things in this book that I was not big on. This was one of them. It, it was like, hey, here's what Robbie was doing. And I'm like, you pretty much just wasted a page of story. Like, I get that maybe they just wanted us to check in with him. Like, I'm like, okay, so basically Fabian said, I didn't really have a purpose for Robbie in this story. So here's a courtesy page of him outside playing ball or whatever. And I'm just like, you know, if you're going to ignore him, then just ignore him. Why waste a page of story? Because there was a lot to tell in this. Um, you know, just my point of view, but I'm sure other people may have enjoyed the check-in and I don't begrudge him that, but I just thought it was just a little like Fabian was like, oh yeah, I have another character. <laughs> Here he is. Back real, to the show. Real, real quick, Scott provides an answer, which is unsurprising, fountain of knowledge that he is, and says it was just shown as a cap shield montage image that was recently posted, uh, the captain of Sirius Shield, and I uh, gave uh, this world an Earth mm. number. So. Number. I don't I'm going to call it Earth Sphinx for now. Earth Sphinx works fine. And I, I do see what you're saying. They did a similar thing with, excuse me, Namorita last issue where it wasn't really a Namorita-centric issue or story arc either, but they kind of just wanted to give her an appearance. So I do see what you're saying. Like, did yeah. it, did this, like, without this page, would the storyline be exactly the same? Yes, it would be. Like you have no argument or complaint for me whatsoever on that. <laughs> and I gotta give it up to Tony. He takes comfort that Robbie will have a mullet regardless of time or reality. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and normally and I don't oh go ahead. And Scott said, you leak in public once and suddenly you're a fountain. <laughs> well, you know what? If if you leak in public and get caught. That's at least a misdemeanor. Go ahead, Jerry. <laughs> um, normally, I pass right over the comments that make fun or pick at people because I don't like to encourage that, but I had to laugh. <laughs> I said, it's going to make people start not liking me, and I suspect the hand of Aaron behind this comment. <laughs> start not liking me? <laughs> Hurtful, bastard. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. It was funny. Credit where it was due. One more real quick. Scott also added... Thrash recruited a team of four. Robbie and Nita stumbled along against Terex. Absolutely very fair. Very fair. I, I I am was fully well aware of that. Absolutely. Mm, that's very fair. Good comment. Good comment. All right. Penultimate page. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Let me compose myself. So I'm reading this thing. Right? This story is getting tense and convoluted and wrapped around itself. And you got time. Who spells it? I think like the the flavoring and not the actual word time. No, it's sage. Sa sage. I'm off my game. Tonight. Different sage. spice. Different spice. Same concept. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then it comes down to terrorizing a cat. And I just couldn't stop. I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever read. Like I, I just, okay. That's not, I mean, that's hyperbole. It's not the dumbest thing I've ever read, but I still just, it was too comical to be taken seriously for me. I'm like watching Noah threat his cat. Like everybody in that room. And I mean, everybody, even people who had never met Noah before knew he wasn't going to kill that cat. Nobody was going to kill that cat. 
but she freaked out. Oh, my cat. And I was like, man, it's too bad. This wasn't the episode you had Jason on. Jason on was on last episode. He's our resident cat guy. He would have got more into it. I was like, I was just like, this is ridiculous. And and I laughed heartily. I, I did feel like it detracted from the punch of the story a little bit, uh, but it, more comical. Uh, how do I want to say this? You know, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying the story sucked or anything like that. I'm just saying it just kind of put that comical spin that I didn't see coming. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I definitely think there is a let's say it's a juxtaposition to throw a huge word on it that you had this ridiculously powerful character in the Sphinx, so powerful, she literally created an entire different world based off of the scenario that she had that perfect beginning with her with her mate, and then they ruled the world for millennia to come. Uh, so, and, and all of that could be undone by a cat. It, that That's certain, I absolutely can see where you're like, that's ridiculous, because it kind of is ridiculous. <laughs> But at the same time, it kind of makes sense, at least, especially if you kind of take it in a light of you can build, if you have a well-constructed lie, you can build a monument on top of it, right? But all it takes is someone to find that little crack in that lie. And once you do it, the entire thing is exposed. So I understand what you're saying. And I definitely wanted to add that counterpoint too, to where like the whole thing was a lie and that lie was best represented in that cat, which was that symbol of the love between her and man Sphinx. <laughs> I don't know his name, but right. you get, does that, can you buy that? Does that I can buy sense? it. I certainly, I mean, I can buy it. Certainly. I just, it just the execution of it just seemed a little, I just, I'm reading along and they're like, Oh, there's something back at headquarters that will blink all this together. And it's, it's her cat. And he's like, oh, he's holding, I'm going to break this. Cat. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> No, you're not, not Richard. I, I don't even think could that have passed the comic code authority? <laughs> they, that would have had to happen off camera, like crack, crack, crack. <laughs> like, oh, did, did he break the cat's? Oh my god! <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's right, Tony. You want to read it? Sure. Tony Pennington says, "LBC pro tip of the day: When you lie, make sure it's airtight and bulletproof." And you got that right. I have a follow-up question for you, Delvin, because I was another small letdown I had is I thought, well, maybe we'll get a reveal of who Sage or Time or Parsley <laughs> might be. Um, yes, we didn't, and that's okay because I was like, you know, I had a lot of questions. Is, is it is it maybe Nova from the future? Is it is you know is it uh, a, a, a construct of of, of Vance Astrovic or? And we never did. And then, but like, I kept noticing too that in some panels, mm-hmm. um, Sage just looks built kind of like a dude. And in some panels, like the one we have up right now, bottom left, kind of looks female. You think female? Yeah. There's a little okay. breast action sh- shading. Oh, going I see on. what you're saying. And I was just I like, I'm like, so, so let me ask you this question. I'll ask you a series okay. of questions. It'll be like at the beginning. All right. Um, will this reveal ever happen? I think so. Okay. I, I I thought it was going to be this issue. And then when it wasn't, I was like, oh, who the heck was Sage? Don't anyone say in the comments. I don't <laughs> want to know. Comments. Don't say it, Scott. Zip it. Tony, <laughs> zip it. Don't say. Auburn Ellis, you just came in. Zip it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I can't remember, Jared, but I do believe that the reveal comes. That's what you can tell me, Scott or Tony. If the, You can tell us that the reveal comes of who Sage is. I don't think it's anytime soon. I think whenever they get back to the Sphinx storyline, we find out then 
but I'm blanking on it. I am blanking. All right. Uh, no, no further questions then, because I was just going to ask if if Sage is male, female, sort of an asexual being. But you know what? We're going to find out. So I don't need to know. All right. Yep. We got a couple of things here. Uh, Scott always comes with the good comments. You know, fountain of knowledge that he is. Just a, a veritable babbling brook. <laughs> Says Thrash ended up with his original team of four. Nova was an Avenger. Vance was at least able to spell the word mutant in a way their identity in this world tells us something about them. I like that. That was good mm-hmm. foreshadow. Mm-hmm. And Scott says, the love was a lie. He never loved her. He barely knew who she was. That's true. Since Man Sphinx in this world gave her the cat, it was a symbol of her lie that her love was reciprocated. Hmm. And I will snap some kitty necks to save this one. <laughs> <laughs> And and Scott says, if it comes, it wasn't a new warrior. So Hmm. I I would swear that they revealed who Sage was, but I can't remember. Cannot remember. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. All right. My last page then. All right. Final page is the final page. And I really only, we kind of touched on this topic already. Um, That made it very clear to me as a first time new warriors reader. Ran all the way up to 13, and then I think a quadruple size issue that we read for Crusaders. <laughs> but um, it made it very clear to me that Sphinx would be back. Like, this might be the anchor villain for the team. It definitely had that feeling because she was basically like, I'll be back and I'll be your anchor villain for this team. <laughs> 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 okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Um, yeah. Good foreshadow. And it's not revealing. Too much to say, yes, Sphinx will be back uh, at some point, and it will be epic. That's that's not giving away too much. Uh, yeah, I I like what she did. Like, I think even though it was in a kind of crazy madcap way, like she got Sphinx to realize, look, this whole thing, all this energy, everything you put into it, like, it wasn't real. Like, so you may as well like take us back to where we were because what, what we're living right now is a lie. It'll never be true. She admitted that to herself at least, but and this is where I think they kind of revealed her. I, I, I can't say hero, but at least anti-hero in her own story because she's like, I haven't given up hope on this. I, I still want to, I want to chase my man, you know? Mm-hmm. So, ooh, Jerry says they confirm who what Sage is in New Warriors 47. Mm. Nice. So we will get to that. Hold on, carry the one. Probably, what, 2023 or so? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Delvin got me. The, Delvin got me on this much like I got him on James Bond podcasting. So fair is fair. Fair is fair. Fair is fair. That is my last page. So I guess it's time for us to talk Ultimate Warrior. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to add? Like, let's real quick, real quick, I... I Let's just talk about the storyline overall real, okay. real quick. What did you think about this three-issue storyline? Because it was something that you could tell the creative team, they were very excited to tell this alternate tale mm-hmm. uh, of the New Warriors. Like, what do you feel about the storyline? And do you feel that it told you anything more or less about anybody on the team? Hmm. That's a complicated question. My initial thought is it feels like Fabian really had the story inside of him and he wanted to get it out. 
I feel like the Marvel editor said, okay, you can do it, but you got to get it done in three. I feel like it was a little rushed. Uh, you know, having never gotten much Namorita or Robbie involvement, you know, which is fair, as we talked about in the original storyline, they weren't supposed to be involved. So, yep. okay. Um, it did feel a little rushed. It felt like his idea was bigger than his ability at the time. I don't mean to say it's bad. I think it's good. I think we're seeing a young up and coming writer with a good idea. And I think if Fabian mm-hmm. wrote it today, it would be even better. And I'm I'm betting there'd be less cat threatening uh, in the climax mm-hmm. of, of it. But in the end, uh, did it tell me anything about the characters? I guess a little bit, especially Nova, who at the up to this point has really just been shown as the guy who's easy uh, to trigger and quick to action and loves the ladies. I mean, he's he's like the dude bro of the of the mm-hmm. team and that's kind of who he's been and this gave especially him some more layers so that's my initial take and i'll let you talk here. okay yep and there was a very pointed moment where you know nova did the <clears throat> nova did the whole cat threatening thing and sphinx kind of went to pieces about it and said hey like at least let me have the cat this is you know a symbol of you know my my bond uh, with the original Sphinx, even if it's a lie, please let me have this cat. I will do what you ask. And they had a moment where Noah stopped like, hmm, and then he did it. Mm-hmm. And it was a moment of compassion. And there are some times where, you know, that moment of compassion to your villain can cost you. But in this case, that little bit of human- humanity, I think, at least helped along in saving the day. And it definitely was a character reveal of Nova that, yep, he has that dude, bro, New York toughness tendency going on with them, but there's a little bit of depth behind them too. Uh, there's at least one other other character that I have to bring up, and that's Marvel Boy, Marvel Man in this book. He did some pretty powerful stuff. Like, I mean, he basically created a rock avalanche. Mm-hmm. And that kind of knocked the Sphinx off of balance. And then there was a point at the end where Sphinx were like, okay, this Sage character, like, no, you like you are completely screwing up everything and blew up the entire top of the Chrysler building. And Marvel Boy held it together, protecting the core four with a telekinetic shield against a powerful explosion. So this Marvel man in this storyline was a very, very powerful version that we haven't seen in the regular uh, New Warriors universe yet. Fair enough. Those two points were worth bringing up, I think. Uh, I think Firestar was her normal heroic self. And I think Night Thrasher, we at least got to understand that even in this alternate universe, that like his uh, backstory uh, is one that's going to be full of trauma Mm. uh, that he's going to have to figure out. But we knew that already, but they did revisit it a little bit. Those are my thoughts on it. Absolutely. Uh, Scott's got another good one. If you'll read that one, Delvin, go ahead. Sure. Scott says, this is the point where the team goes from fighting the kinds of crime that they, the Avengers, never touch to being a team that intends to push for the truth at all costs. And truth has costs. Hmm. I like that. Ominous portent. Absolutely. Now, I think it's a good point to transition. I wanted to get those out. No, okay. No, no. I was, uh, um, I'm out of sorts. I don't know if I explained that earlier. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into the... Uh, Excuse me, Ultimate Warrior and the Ultimate Warrior. But of course, we're going to start with the Ultimate Warrior. Delvin, who do you think shined most brightly 
in this issue of the New Warriors? Let's go with Night Thrasher. I like his arc in that what he did, he went from a point of tragedy and it took him a lot of courage to go up against the guards to bribe his way into uh, the Chrysler building where the Sphinx was. And then she, like, to basically went one-on-one with the Sphinx and the Sphinx basically like, okay, I got you dead to rights. Explain yourself. And he said it. I want you to hurt like I hurt. Like this was my reason. It was vengeance. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, come on, like you're, you're speaking to essentially God of this universe and you are being reckless and defiant in the face of God. That's, that takes some cojones. So I'll give it to Night Thrasher. What do you got? Oh, that was a good story moment too, because it's very teenage, you know, that's all that it's when you're a teenager, I hurt. So I need to make you hurt. You know, you don't, you don't think about the burden of your, of your actions, the consequences that you'll carry for the rest of your life, you know, seeking revenge, dig two graves, all that jazz. Um, Yeah. That was very teenage. Uh, You know, I think I'm going to be completely unoriginal and, and give it to Nova. I mean, he kind of was our through line through all this. Uh, He straight up threatened to kill cat, which is still funny to me for some reason. I just imagine that Sphinx is like, I'll see you again sometime. And her first stop is like Stark Industries. She's like, listen, I need cat armor. Once I get the cat <laughs> armor, I'm going to be good to go. <laughs> uh, and, and go ahead, though. Yeah, Tony's comment was uh, the cat needs a vote or two, which is very, very funny. That cat was all um, like, what the, what the hell, man? <laughs> just catting it up here. <laughs> just here meowing my own business. Uh, Jerry adds, and I agree. It's like, I would love Fabian to revisit the Warriors. Man, don't get me started. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. This would definitely make a good, uh, like Netflix or Amazon show, especially if you went animated, just let Fabian kind of show run it. It would look cool if they did it right. Oh, be fun. Have you, I know you don't watch a ton of like new stuff. Like, did you watch Invincible? I did not. I watched Airwolf. I don't know if you, <laughs> <laughs> if I can't even remember, was it Amazon prime or not? If you have access to that, if you happen to, Invincible, oh, which was based off of the comic book Invincible. It was like it was animated, and I didn't, I didn't read a single issue of it coming out. So watching it for the first time, oh my goodness! I want to say that's a Kirkman property. It and, is, and uh, man, that aston- astonishing, astounding Wolfman book was yeah. good. So uh, it leads me to believe Invincible, Invincible would probably also be good, and and The Walking Dead did okay for a little while. <laughs> 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 oh i'm sorry now it's time to go to the ultimate worry <laughs> sorry i just saw kathy's comment in the chat. <laughs> she she dropped the airwolf comment as well all right take two uh now it's time to talk about the ultimate warrior here's where we talk about someone we're just a little bit concerned about from this issue who are you concerned about as your ultimate warrior for this i'm not issue. i'm not worried about any warrior I'm, I'm gonna go off the cuff and like and say magneto i was like bro did you forget that you are probably one of the most powerful mutants on the planet regardless <laughs> and he did nothing during that whole fight it was just like oh my god our <laughs> life's being decimated uh, and it's yeah. like bro you gonna you gonna fight <laughs> man they fell into that trap too. I'm glad you mentioned him because it, it, this bothered me in the fight scenes where they just show Magneto like shooting a beam of something, and I'm like, come on! I hate it when they do that. Like basically, it's like he shoots lasers. I'm like, no, man! I want to see metallic junk flying through the air. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but you know, that's what I want to see. Like, I hate it when they do like laser beam magneto. It's just that's just a bugaboo of mine. Like, no, man, it's because you could be so much more visual. You could be throwing tanks at a guy. That'd be so cool. But they're like laser beam, and I'm like, nah. But I'll I'll yeah. cut our boy some slack because he drew a boat ton of characters in this issue. So, oh yeah, yes. True. Uh, question, procedural question, just about, we use StreamYard to broadcast. So I'm trying to figure out how to boot somebody out of the chat, like, forever. Uh, Why is that? Um, pretty much because Tony Pennington said Street Hawk <laughs> is better than Airwolf. And I, Blue I Thunder is better than Street Hawk. <laughs> and Auto Man is better than Blue Thunder. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kathleen makes a great point about who we should be worried about. But you, you already said they, they weren't going to kill the cat. <laughs> she, she said we should be worried about that cat. <laughs> Lynchpin cat. Um, but no, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Um, Magneto was way under underutilized. And it maybe needed to take a backseat for storytelling purposes. But oh, yeah. I, mean, it, I mean, because lest we not forget, this is a New Warrior story, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, honestly, I think all the heroes um, acquitted themselves. Is that the right word? I'm not doing good tonight. Quitted themselves good. well. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm not focused well. Vocabulary slipping, mistake. You know the rest. Anyway, <laughs> um, I would give the warrior to the Sphinx. You know, she's obviously had her world shattered, almost literally. Like her reality is shattered, and she clearly um, needs to, but probably won't because she's going to remain this villain. But she clearly needs to kind of refocus and and check her own reality and. And better herself, and also protect her cat. Sounds like something Jerry Springer might say. Very well <laughs> Take care of your cat. Sand each other. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's rate it one to ten. What you got? Hmm. Oh snap! Look at that D and D ad. That's awesome. D and D's nuts. D and D's nuts. Um, yeah. Also, the GI Joe trading cards ad on the inside front cover. I have the whole set. Delvin's like, whatever, just tell me what your rating is. What other ads? Hey, man, I'm, Battle Toads? I'm, the, I'm, I'm the one trying to preserve your voice, Mr. Strep, bro. So, You're probably. I mean. Let me stop being an idiot. Um, all right, Delvin. I The cat thing really kind of drug this one down for me a bit. So I'm going to land the story at a, I was going to say seven, mm-hmm. but the ominous portent and of the Return of the Sphinx, who was a good villain, I'll go to an eight. Yeah, I'll go to an eight on this one. I'm with you. I'm with an eight for this issue. I give the story arc an eight, and I'm going to pass that back to you. What do you think about the story arc? What would you rate it? Eight. Same. I think it was good. And as we're going to see, it has some consequences because what the Sphinx said absolutely will matter. And, you know, I'll do a very, very quick read of, you know, they were coming back to reality, and she says, and so it shall be, like a fugue state, the memories of the false lives you led will cloud your minds for all time, which means that maybe a little bit of the development and growth that happens kind of makes its way into the normal Marvel universe. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I will see how that manifests. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that works. And I think that works for issue 13 and come out to play 13. That is a show, ladies and gentlemen. We had a good crowd, man. Have you checked that mm-hmm. out, dude? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw it go up to double digits. I was super happy with that. That's awesome. <laughs> Please That's come awesome. back and join us for the next episode where we discuss New Warriors issue 14, where we see Namorita take an enormous L. Whoa. Enormous. 
It's huge, the L she takes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, it is an L. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow, I anyway, can't wait to see what comes next. <laughs> if you like to hear from us, the Long Boss Crusade is in a lot of places. You see us here on YouTube. We're putting out more stuff. We're starting to put out uh, new uh, podcast content on YouTube. Uh, where like we're just stripping it down, giving you the audio. So if you're a YouTuber, you want to listen to us that way, like please do. We're adding more stuff to the channel. We want to get like a lot of subscriptions and stuff. Please tell your friends if they happen to be interested in the podcast, tell them to go to YouTube and check it out. If they don't have time to sit there, uh, just bring up like you know a podcatcher or something. We're gonna we're on YouTube now more than ever. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Patreon, Longbox Crusade. Uh, you look that up, you'll find us there. Got an email address, contact on longboxcrusade.com. We have a phone number. I know you know what it is, Jared. 707-532-5269. I don't even have to look anymore. 707-532-LBOX. <laughs> Pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. And a special shout out to our Crusaders Club members. $1 a month can get you access. And we give you a ton of free stuff. And you get to see our smiling mugs more often. Like, smile for the camera, Jared. Okay. <laughs> that's somebody's, that's going to be somebody's wallpaper. <laughs> I hope so. Absolutely. Jared, where can you be found on social media? I can be found at Yard Sale Artist. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram is all at Yard Sale Artist. You can check out my artwares at www.theyardsaleartist.com. Buy some of his stuff. We, I mean, look at him. He's wasting away. Like, look, look at that face. I, I mean, like, he's got strep throat. Like, <laughs> uh, so please go check out his website and get some of his stuff. I can be found on Twitter at DE underscore RAY 1977. And remember, be a hero to somebody, even if it's just to yourself and new warriors. Come out to play. <laughs> hey, before we go, I peeked at the cover of the next one, and this reminded mm -hmm. me that this was when Namor had his own solo series in the early 90s, which I completely passed on as a kid, went back as an adult. That series is good, by the way. <laughs> the Namor series. Just a little bonus factoid for you folks out there. Absolutely. Come back next month, y'all. New Warriors come out to play. music is provided by musical genius joe november check out his soundcloud at j-o-s-e-f-l-i-n-9-9 you won't regret it